Welcome back, Bears Nation podcast listeners. Okay, so we've decided as a podcast to start a new segment called Behind the Bears. This new segment will give a new abstract way of looking at the Chicago Bears. Not all Bears content is football content. In today's interview, we have Taylor Eichel, Chicago Sports Nation staff, and Bears Nation Twitter admin. If you see a post on at Bears Nation Chai Twitter page, you could very well be seeing Taylor's work. Later in the interview, we find out that Taylor actually played defensive end in college. He's able to give insider insight on newly added Bears outside linebacker Robert Quinn. This segment was meant to give behind-the-scenes look at Bears football, whether that be a person's beginning to his fandom or the guys who mow the lawn at Soldier Field. Who knows? You could be the next guest on Behind the Bears. But until then, here's Taylor Eichel. Today we have Chicago Bears fan and producer of content. He's our social media admin on Bears Nation. His name is Taylor Eichel. Is it Eichel? You said it correctly. I'm kind of impressed. All right. Yes. Yeah. I always tell people it's just like Michael. Just, uh, you know, just get rid of the M and you just got Eichel. Fair enough. Super easy. Yeah. All right, man. So uh, I I start these interviews off with a little icebreaker. So I was wondering, this is what I came up with. If you could sit down and have a conversation with any past Bear, Chicago Bear player. So any. And this is huge. Okay. This is huge because it goes back forever. It could be George Hallis, and yeah. that'd probably be everybody's immediate answer. But really think about it because it could also be Dick Buckus. It could be Walter Payton, Payton Gail yeah. Sayers. There's a whole list. So any bear, who would it be? So that's a pretty easy answer for me. It's definitely going to be Brian Erlacher. And that's, yeah, like he, like I told you earlier, um, Devin Hester, was. I saw a game, he went back for two kick returns and that's what got me into football but watching Brian Urlacher play is the reason why I wanted to start playing football like I'm not the most athletic not the most like I'm I'm not saying he isn't obviously but like from my perspective he was just a true gritty I'm gonna get the job done kind of guy like you'll see him on kick return punt return he's just a true hard worker of the game and I would just love to pick his brain about you know like how his what his routine is to get ready for a game or how much film time he puts in i think i'd be able to ask him a million questions and probably be able to talk for like two full days yeah, yeah. Like for sure i had i had a giant freaking uh bat head uh sticker of him in my room right above my bed yeah brian Erlecker was my hero for sure yeah man like these inside linebackers, we, we did an interview with Josh Woods, and like I, mm-hmm. I just can't imagine coming to the Bears and right. knowing the long list of inside linebackers for the Bears, like right. Mike Singletary, Brian Erlacher, right. Dick Buckus. Like it's just nuts how long this list is. Lance Briggs, like he gets, he doesn't yeah. ever get mentioned in these lists either. Yeah. But I mean, like these guys yeah. are ridiculous. Like I actually really like. Uh, I know I always get junk when I post it on um, the Bears Nation Twitter, but. Uh, Jarrell Freeman, like even he, like coming from yeah. the Colts, like he's not an original bear, but he, like for some reason in that, I mean, Danny Trevathan, in that inside linebacker core from the beginning of time, there's always been somebody who's just right. been like ridiculous in that spot. Now Roquan Smith might take over that that uh, thing. So yeah, yeah. super it cool. Makes, it kind of makes you kind of makes you wonder, like, do you think they're going out and like? specifically looking for these studs just because they have the tradition of having amazing inside linebackers or if the players like really take on that role of being a Chicago Bear inside linebacker and 
like really want to step up to the plate and like fulfill that legacy of being a bear, you know? There's got to really be some kind of that in it, yeah. you know? Like there's yeah. at, at the at the heart, kind of like what you were saying, the nitty gritty about Brian Urlacher, like you just give an extra, it's like, it's like home field advantage almost, or yeah. like uh, yeah. in Pokemon when, when electric <laughs> is, more, is super effective on water, like, <laughs> yeah. like when yeah. you become a bear, you get extra power. I don't know. <laughs> right. No, I totally get it. Yeah. Cause I mean, Roquan Smith, like I knew I watched a lot of him in college cause uh, I, the closest college we have here is Mizzou. So I got to see Georgia play them a few times. He's a monster. And like, obviously he was a monster coming out of college, but like the things he's doing now, it's insane. And I definitely think he's probably going to be one of the best linebackers here in a few years for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited about it. So just a little bit about you. I mean, how, how did you become a fan? You, you said you're from Missouri. So how'd you become a fan <laughs> of the Chicago Bears? I lived in Illinois for about a month when I was born. And then my parents moved over to across the river and I was a Missourian. But uh, I kind of hung on to the Illinois roots because that's where all my family's from. And uh, for the longest time, I didn't really like football. Um, in 2006, my mom took me to a Rams versus Bears game. And uh, Devin Hester took back, I think it was a punt and a kick return. And I was like, oh, wow, I kind of really like this football game. This is kind of exciting. And the team wearing white and orange just kicking the team that's wearing blue and gold butt so I'm gonna root for them kind of thing and then then after that it was kind of just history I mean for some reason I don't know if this is true for all like Chicagoans but like for some reason St. Louis has a deep hatred for Chicago sports and I don't know what it is (laughs) but I feel like St. Louis fans are more vocal of it than Chicago fans are because I think Chicago fans kind of just brush it off like who are you guys kind of thing and I just loved being that one guy from my friend group that could be like, yeah, I'm a Bears fan, better than the Rams, that kind of thing. I liked being different. I didn't want to follow the crowd. I wanted to be different. So, And just the Chicago defense those few years, I loved everything about the defense. So that's what got me hooked, really. And I've stuck with it since then. So It's it's rooted somewhere in baseball, I think. I can't remember what it is. I, someone's told yeah. me before. It has to do with the Cardinals and the Cubs, but I can't. If if you're yeah. listening right now and you know the answer, don't don't be afraid to tag us on Twitter or something because yeah, uh, I, I I I'll probably Google it later. So, <laughs> but I know it has to do with the Cubs and the Cardinals for sure. Actually, I want to say that it has something to do with Wrigley Field. Actually, like mm-hmm. they I, maybe they both played at Wrigley Field at one point or. I can't. Yeah. I, I can't remember. Uh, I'm not gonna pretend like I do. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, from Missouri, now you're you're a Chicago Bears fan. What what's your coolest Chicago Bears experience? Like whether it be at the field or with a player, Ooh. or can you can you think of a time? Yeah. No, that's a good question. I would have to say, it's definitely probably the first game I ever got to go to in Chicago. It was. Um, I can't. I think it was the day after New Year's. I think it was New Year's Day or the day after. It was Mitchell Trubisky's first year. He was a rookie. I think we were 3-12 and 12 or something at this point. No, I think we were like 2-12 and 12 or something at this point. And the season was kind of wrapping up. Game didn't really matter, but I was like, hey, we're playing the Browns. We got a pretty good chance at winning yeah. kind of thing. So, and it was snowing like crazy. I think it was like negative 5 degrees. And just the atmosphere of that stadium and seeing how hyped up people were about a two and 13 team playing the Browns at 12 o'clock on a freezing new year's day or whatever day it was. It was awesome. And I definitely, it's something I'll be able to remember forever. And uh, yeah, that's probably my top moment for sure. It was Just definitely how- new year's. It was definitely new year's. Cause um, 
the Browns were we had a streak at the time of winning on New Year's, yeah. I think. And so yeah. um I think Hugh Jackson was still the coach and yeah. and yeah. yeah. I think everybody was afraid that we were gonna lose to the Browns. And yeah. they ended up pulling out and it was it was pretty cool. Yeah, there's that kind of uh, I don't know, I wouldn't say famous gift, but you see it a lot on like Chicago Twitter of Mitchell doing the snow angel in the snow. Like he scored, he ran in for a touchdown, and someone yelled, "Do a snow angel, do a snow angel," that kind of thing. Yeah, that game was awesome, even though it meant nothing. It was freezing. Like there was a dude sitting next to me with his shirt off, just freaking waving his shirt <laughs> around. I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm proud to be a Bears fan. So definitely that day. Have you had any uh, interactions with with Bears players, or have you have you gotten to talk to any of them, or? Um, unfortunately, no. I've had a few interactions with uh, a couple of guys from the league. Uh, I have from my high school. This is uh, I don't know if you know who Pierre Desir is. He's kind of a big name now. He uh, he's on the Jets currently. He got drafted by the Browns. He went to the local college near my uh, hometown, and he went to my high school. And I've had a few interactions with him. And he's a really nice guy, but I've never fortunately been able to have any interactions with actual Bears players, sadly. So in our previous conversation, you said you used to play football. Um, where, where did you play and for how long and what, what position and all those details? Yeah so, yeah, so I started playing football in about seventh grade, um, played all the way throughout high school, and I was fortunate enough to go play at this small NAI school. Most people don't know what the NAI is. Um, at, called Culver Stockton College. Uh, I played defensive line there. I uh, got to play for about a year and a half until I had my first ACL surgery. It was an awesome experience. It definitely doesn't get enough credit for like the NAI level because like those guys are putting just the same amount of work as these top tier guys and people don't really get to hear about it often. So I'm still really proud of being able to have that experience for sure. There is a certain level that you get to where you're just putting in 10 times more because you know there's a slight chance you could be seen and right because of right. that you're just 110 percent all the time you know yeah sure. can you think of any nia nia guys that are in the league now do you off the top of your head yeah actually at the like i said uh pierre desir he uh from my hometown he went to a school called lindenwood it's a division two school now but he attended it was an nai school and then uh, uh what's his name uh i'm pretty sure it's the Lions defensive lineman. His nickname is Snacks. It's something Demetrius Harris. Or... Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty confident. It's him. I'm pretty sure he went to a small NAI school in Kansas. And you might, don't quote me, but I know there's a defensive lineman. And I think he's on the Lions who went to an NAI school because it's kind of all we talk about at the <laughs> NAI level is players that are yeah, in the league. Yeah, right yeah, yeah. Hey, You're like, hey, I got that guy. Today. We got that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So what position did you play? I played defensive end. I was a, we were in like a 3-4 kind of thing. So like Akeem Hicks style kind of defensive end. I wasn't on the edge or anything. I, uh, yeah, I was a little bit bigger then. I was like 260, like I said. Um, I always kind of, even like then, I was always told by my coaches, I was like the smallest defensive lineman on the team. I was, man, you're insane. I was like, I'm almost like 300 pounds. You can't keep coming. You know, <laughs> keep smallest guy. So I keep eating like five meals a day. Yeah. Well, that's a just a testament to, to like that's got to be mostly muscle. If if you were two sixty but still looks small, like that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I always try to. I was, I really try to model my game after uh, Ju uh, Julius Peppers. I was a real big Julius Peppers fan for the longest time. I always like the pass rush was my thing. This was before the Khalil Mack era in Chicago, so I didn't 
I didn't get to go nuts about him. But yeah, I always try to be quick hands, quick feet off the edge. I wasn't really a big uh, run defense kind of guy. Like I was driven to go tackle the quarterback. I hated quarterbacks, no matter much, no matter if they were on my team. Didn't care if I didn't know him. Like I was gonna get that guy. And he's <laughs> done. That was my goal. Practice, different games, scrimmage games. It didn't matter. He handed he handed the ball off, and he still tackled the quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, no. Yeah. There was plenty of instances where I've done that for sure. I got yelled at by my coaches a few times for tackling a quarterback when he didn't have a ball. But hey, <laughs> he's got bad one. He's that's, all right. No, that's cool to get a little bit inside the inside the head of a defensive player who's like because you you hear about oh, yeah. the guys who are really good at the run game. So like an Eddie Goldman, mm-hmm. he's really good at the run game. Yeah, but this drive to just attack the quarterback, right. I think it's it's different. Right. It's a different mindset for everybody. Right. Yeah. And it's yeah, it's just something that drives like a player to like, hey, this is what I want to be great at. Like obviously, I mean, there's obviously players who are amazing at several things, but. For guys that like aren't that elite player they want to become great at like one thing and that will be their thing and for me it was just pass rush i wanted to have the most sacks i wanted to tackle the quarterback as much as i could so yeah it's definitely something that i think a lot of players like i think it's a lot of players mindset for sure so do you have any did you get to look up uh i forget his first name but quinn um the new uh, outside linebacker for the Chicago Bears. Did you get a chance to look at his game at all? And what is, I mean, he seems to be, to have that mindset, like quarterback yeah. first. Right. So yeah, funny enough, Robert Quinn was drafted by the Rams and I had a bunch of Rams friends and they, this is when the Rams were like, Can't. I always remember teams by who the quarterback was at that time. And I think this was Sam Bradford era Rams. So they weren't that great on offense, but their defense was killer. And I would never tell my friends this, but that Rams defense with Robert Quinn, uh, God, they had a bunch of uh, Janoris Jenkins was still on the team then. Chris Long uh, was James there. Lord-Nite- Chris Long, yeah, James Laurinaitis. I don't know if a lot of people remember. Yeah, him. I remember him. Really good. I just loved his name. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Robert Quinn there uh, in that those early Rams years. I kind of lost track of him once we went to Miami, but just seeing how quickly he was to get to the quarterback, it kind of reminds me of like a Julius Peppers kind of guy too. But just get the quarterback, quick hands, quick feet. He's not like a huge guy when it comes to like weight, but yeah, I know Robert Quinn and his game very well just because of him and his uh, St. Louis ties for sure. So, so what you're saying is Bears fans should be excited. Oh. Definitely should be excited. I think I love Leonard Floyd. Don't get me wrong. I am kind of a fan that's going to be a ride or die for a guy if he's on the Bears. But I think he's a huge upgrade over Leonard Floyd just because I think he has a little bit more of a balance to him when it comes to run game, pass game kind of deal. Because I think Leonard Floyd was one of those, like I said, let me get to the quarterback kind of guys. I think he made some great plays when it came in the in the run game. And he was a pretty good coverage linebacker too. But I think Robert Quinn is definitely going to be a little more balanced for sure. And I think he's a little more I think he'll be able to hold his ground on the edge a little bit better as well, too. Real quick, go ahead and plug your your Twitter page because I'm gonna I'm gonna reference it. So what's your what's your Twitter username? Uh, my Twitter handle is at Taylor five four five five. The five four for Brian Orlacher, five five for Lance Briggs. No exactly way. Yep, yep. Okay. Um, so yeah. if you go to your Twitter page, so right now, if you got a second, click on Taylor Taylor Eichels at Taylor five four five five. His pinned tweet. At the very top, it is Mitchell Trubisky. So I want to know what is what is your infatuation with him? Why why do you love this guy so much, and why do you still support him despite the quote unquote failures that, that he's had? Right. right. So 
as we're talking, I have a Mitchell Trubisky sticker on my wall right in front of me, and then a jersey hung to my left. So that will speak to how much I love Mitchell Trubisky. And I really don't want to be the guy who just says, I love Mitch because he's the Bears quarterback, because that's not the case. I really do think he has a great potential going forward. And I think too often, and I understand it's a win now league that players are just giving up on way too quickly. And I think he still has the skill set to be a great quarterback. I mean, like, if you look back at that 2018 season and see the things he was able to do with his legs, it's crazy. Because he's not like, it was never like, oh, let me run out of the pocket just to make some moves and get like five yards. It was always like, oh, the pocket collapsed or a receiver wasn't open. Let me go make the plays with the, my legs. And I feel like that's something you don't see very often in quarterbacks nowadays. And just that 28 season, I probably hang on to a little too much. But it's only been a year and I don't think it's right for us to be able to say, ah, oh, screw that guy, we need to move on from kind of thing. And something that I always reference to is that shoulder injury he had this year and the year before that I really think impacted the way that he played when it came with his, uh, to his legs. And I think his talent to make some pretty, I mean, I don't know if, I always look back at the Redskins game where he threw that ball off like he's like falling down like to the end zone to Taylor Gabriel. Those kind of plays just make me feel like he can get there. He just needs to have trust in himself. He needs better offensive line play for sure, and he just needs that confidence. And I think he'll definitely make the jump to what we want him to be. You know, I think I think that's something we've talked about on the show before. Is just uh, no, for sure, we've definitely talked about this on the show before, where it's it's that confidence thing that kind of worries yeah. me and Bears fans. Like, like I know it was silly at the time, but them having to turn off all the TVs in the locker room for Mitchell Trubisky yeah. and stuff like that, like. He does let things get inside his head. So when things are good, like he's confident, like everything's good. I'm, mm-hmm. I can conquer the world. And that that gif of him like yeah. screaming, and I hate it because people have put the "I suck" on the bottom of it. Like yeah. Oh, yeah. I hate yeah. it so bad. Like that was I one of his like much. iconic moments, and they've ruined it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I think it's confidence easily. Because yeah. um, I I, I agree. Yeah. Like he's he's shown that he can get it done, but I think he gets down on himself. And I, I can relate to that so much as a person. Like yeah. I when when people are telling me I'm doing great and like I'm Josh, you know what that that project you worked on, you did such a good job, man. I'm my head's just like humongous. Like I <laughs> like I'm I, I'm king of the world. But as soon as someone critiques me, man, I let that like just root inside of me and I, it bothers my whole week and I got to like somehow get out of it. Um, yeah. And I think Trubisky needs to figure out a way to, to right. ignore that, you know? Yeah. And I think it's going to be huge having Nick Foles come in and him have to actually compete for a job. I think that's going to be a really big determining factor in how well he'll be going forward. Like if you look back, I mean, everyone always talks about how Ryan Pace is kind of like coddled him. Like, this is my guy, no matter what, I'm not bringing competition in. And now they actually have like someone behind him who's going to have to push him or he doesn't have a job. So I think he either takes on this challenge and he comes out at the end being the quarterback that we want him to be, or he, you know, just kind of falls down and fizzles out of Chicago and moves on somewhere else. I think this, I think this season is the deciding factor for him for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Easily. Um, Yeah. I think it's, I think people forget also like the spiritual slash mental slash where like like if you look at any big time sports movie um they all have like this defining moment where the coach gives Mm. this crazy speech or 
or whatever. And sometimes it's fictional, but yeah. a lot of times this is like an inside look at like a locker room yeah. where the coach is just inspirational or the players around them, they have like this moment where they're, they're not, they're going to, they're going to ride or die. Like they're, they're, they're just in it, you know, like this moment. And I, yeah. I think, I think Nick Foles has that, has that presence with him. Even as a yeah. backup quarterback, I think he just, I, I really think with the addition of Nick Foles, I think Trubisky can reach his full potential um, right. as a quarterback, which yeah. whether that's good or bad, we'll find out. But I think what we see this season of Mitch Trubisky is the rest of his career. Like, I don't, right. I don't think right. this is in between job for him. I think this, this season defines whether he plays 10 years or two more years. Like, yeah. I totally agree. And I think it's just wild to me how like criticized he is when you look at other young quarterbacks in the NFL. And it definitely has to be with, because of how great our defense is right now and how big of a market Chicago sports fans are. But I think, like you said, Nick Foles being added onto this team. Like, I don't think that he's really out here gunning for Mitch's job. Like, I think he'll definitely obviously want to be a starter. But, like, there's stories out there of, like, how great of a teammate he is. Yeah. I have a little bit of an inside to the Jaguars team because my girlfriend's brother is a Jags fan. So I've, like, heard stories about, like, how uh, DJ Chark in, uh, in particular, like, reached out after Nick left the Jags saying, hey, man, you tell me during camp that you're going to be one of the best wide receivers really pushed me to go, like, forward and be a better person, a better player. And I really think – him being on that team, even if it's not for Mitch, it could be for someone else. So I think his presence in the locker room will be huge for sure. You know, I, I really do appreciate you coming on the show. Like, I, I'm really excited about this new segment about just is hearing what the fans have to say. And then also, we work together in Chicago Sports Nation and uh, our, um, vitru- our virtual office space is Slack. Yeah. And we communicate all the time through there, but it's just neat to be able to talk to actually talk to oh, yeah. you and, and everybody else on the team. So I do appreciate this. And thank you so much for taking the time to join us. And uh, we look for forward sure. to the 2020 season. Yeah, definitely. I'll be out there making uh, as many tweets as I can. I'll try to keep the people updated. Do what I can. And, and just a reminder, uh, Taylor Eichel is a is a social media admin for Bears Nation. The Twitter handle is at Bears Nation Chai. His personal Twitter page is at Taylor five four five five fifty four fifty five. So hey, th- again, thank you. Yeah, we'll do it again sometime soon. Sounds good. All right, brother. Have a good one. See you. Bears Nation podcast listeners, thanks again so much for tuning in. Again, that was Taylor Eichel. You can find him on Twitter at, at Taylor5455. Once again, he's the guy, he's one of the guys who produce content on at Bears Nation Chai. So give at Bears Nation Chai a follow as well. Give us a follow at Bears Nation Pod on Twitter as well. And we're on Instagram. You can find us at, at Bears Nation Podcast on Instagram. We love to interact. So I'm truly looking forward to this segment and what it brings to what we bring as a podcast. So uh, thanks so much for listening. And again, bear down. Bear down.